Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the first quarter of the NHL regular season is finished, which teams are going down in a blaze of glory, and which teams are cold as ice. UFC 282, live from the bright lights of Las Vegas. Who will win this year's edition of the match? The Heisman finalists have been announced. Who will be taking home the prestigious award? The college football playoff field is set, recapping last week's conference championship games. With that, I give you our chief for our fire brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Wednesday night, live in the studio in Matt's basement. We're coming at you. Um, yeah, we're going to do a little little hockey news here, something on the frozen pond. Um, starting starting with uh, kind of my surprise team, I guess, this year. And it really shouldn't be a surprise because they – they started playing better, I think, towards the end of the last season. Um, that's the Dallas Stars. Um, right now, they're sitting first in the Central Division, fourteen six and five, and they've already, you know, they have thirty three points. They only scored sixty points all of last year. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, they're towards the end of the season. They did make it into the playoffs, but they got bumped out in the first round by the Calgary, but did take by Calgary, but did take them to seven games. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's my surprise this year, and uh, I, I look for good things coming out of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I went a surprise here. I actually went an entire division, the the Atlantic Division. It's usually, you know, we know it's usually a difficult division in hockey, but it's usually paced by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. Right now, they're coming in at fourth place in that division. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're even a significant way behind the leader. So it just, I mean, that whole division's kind of been shooken up from what we've seen in the past, and. You know, a lot of good hockey happened over there. Who knows what's going to happen the rest of the way? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think uh, for me, my my most surprising team is uh, the team out out on the East Coast there, and that's the New Jersey Devils. Uh, mm-hmm. They're currently twenty four and one with forty one points, first in their division, and then also tied for first in the uh, entire NHL with the best wow. you know best record or best you know point total. I mean, if you if you look at this team, the last two years they have been towards the bottom as far as overall record points. You know, all the all the stats. I mean, just last year alone, they went twenty seven and forty six. Um, missed the playoffs, had a negative fifty nine goal differential, and and finished with you know an overall record that was good for twenty eighth in the, in the NHL. And and for me, I, I think you know <clears throat> I'm looking at it. If you look at, you know, the number of goals that they scored last year and, and you know, kind of average goals that they scored, you know, um, and, and also, you know, number of goals that they allowed, they're almost a point better on both both sides. So they're almost scoring one more goal per game than they did last year and giving up almost one goal per game less than what wow. they what they did. You know, and that, that's a pretty big a two yeah. goal swing. In right. That's game. a pretty big, you know, jump yeah. or a pretty big swing, you know, for for New Jersey. And I think that's the you know the difference in this one. Why why you're seeing them, you know, being towards the top now. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, being towards the bottom, obviously, they've collected their fair share of, you know, draft picks and, you know, picking up towards the, you know, the top of the draft and whatnot. So some of that young talent or, you know, some of the talent they got there is finally starting to put it all together and then, you know, get got, got a team out there. And I mean, New Jersey, you know, the Devils are always somewhat known or have been known here, you know, last, you know, decade or so as, as one of the better teams in hockey, but just have gone through a pretty, pretty rough stretch. So we'll, you know, hopefully they can keep it, you know, keep the pace and keep going, you know, throughout the, you know, the rest of the year, obviously we've got a lot of, a lot of hockey still left to be played, but uh, so far through the first quarter there, they're they're setting it on fire there. So yeah, pretty good. 
Biggest disappointment. Sorry, fellas. I got to go with Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Good grief. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, you start the season with a four-game losing streak, you know, and then uh, they've only won back – they've only had back-to-back wins twice so far this season. I don't know. And I, I just don't – I don't see it getting any better. Right. Yeah, I mean, for, just... for a team that brought back line A, added Mr. Johnny <laughs> Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. In the offseason, we, we thought this team was going to have you – know, an offensive juggernaut here, and mm-hmm. they're, they're not scoring goals. They're not right. stopping goals. This, yeah. this team's doing nothing. Yeah. It, it's been been a huge disappointment here. In yeah, and, and once again, I think the injury bug has also hit them pretty pretty hot. You know, right. line A has been in and out of the lineup two different two different times already in the you know the short season that we've had already. Uh, you know, Wierenski's out for the rest of the year after yeah, I think I was that. being out. You know, I think he suffered a season-ending injury even last mm-hmm. year. So. Back to back seasons, you know, don't don't have him in the in the lineup, and he's been a, been a staple for for you know for the Blue Jackets. But yeah, I think you just I, I think offensively they're you know somewhat finding you know finding their way, but I think it's still going to be a struggle for them on the defense if yeah. they just you know are are not solid on that on that defense. I mean, and they weren't very solid on the defensive side even last year. And then, you know, in the free agency market, they added more offense by adding Johnny Hockey to the right. to the mix. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what exactly they were expecting with with that or whatever. But for me, my, my most disappointing team, and that's that's a team that we're used to talking about that, you know, is in the hunt every year, you know, not only to make the playoffs, but, you know, compete for the Stanley Cup. And that's the Washington Washington Capitals um, sitting a, a game below 500 right now at uh, 11, 12 and four. 26 points, uh, sixth in their own division, um, and, and actually overall record 22nd in the in the NHL. I um, mean, obviously we, like I said, it's a team that went um, almost 20 games over 500 last year. You know, made the playoffs. You know, got got put out, and you know, didn't quite make it as far as they had, they had hoped for. But just a, a team that we're used to seeing compete for you know for a playoff spot, compete in their own division, and, and compete for that for that uh, you know Stanley Cup and. It's kind of puzzling because you look at their stats, they're 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 somewhat similar. You know, the, you know, average goals per game, average goals allowed per game, pretty pretty close to what they were last year. I, I think the difference is because they've stayed the same, or you know, are are you know somewhere in the middle, or haven't you know gotten better in that sense. The other teams have made the jump or have right. you know improved while they've just kind of stayed the same, and and as a result, that means they've you know now back towards the, the the bottom half or you know lower half of you know when it comes to the standings so i think that's the that's the difference because yeah if you look at the stats you'd be like well they're doing about you know the same as what they did last year why aren't they you know winning or why aren't they you know i think it's because yeah they're they're stay they stayed the same or you know staying true to what they you know did last year where other teams are now improving or making you know jumps or strides on in in certain categories that they weren't you know as good at last year that that you know now they're passing the the capital so We'll see, you know, what, what happens, obviously, you know, like I said, a lot, a lot of hockey to go. So maybe they can, you know, turn around. I, you know, veteran team in, in Washington, uh, you know, I expect them to, to get it straightened out and, you know, make a, make a run there. So. All right. Uh, way too early uh, favorite to win that, you know, hockey's MVP heart trophy. How can I'm taking safe money going Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you same. bet against the guy? Yeah. And I'm not going to, you know, his stats are incredible. They mm-hmm. have been over the last several years, but. Well, I guess a quote that I read, and this came from opposing coaches and opposing players. They describe him as otherworldly. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, the things that he does, 
on the ice are just just phenomenal. You watch the guy play, and it's, yeah, right this early into the season, he's already got twenty two goals, twenty six yeah. assists. But the, the other crazy fact is his teammates right there with him yeah, are only recital. a few points behind. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I yeah. These that. guys are playing a great one-two punch for each right. other. And, sure. and, and I, you would think that they would be higher. Their yeah. record would be better, yeah. but it's really they're yeah. kind of middle of the pack. Right yeah, that's now. what I was just about to, about to say. You would think, you know, yeah, they got those two guys that are like pretty much, you know, one-two, you yeah. know, one-two possibly in the MVP race or, you know, whatever on any given night. You know, they can give you, you know, what you need, at least, you know, from an offensive mm-hmm. standpoint. So yeah, you'd think that that would translate into a, a better record for the Oilers, but you know, like Dad said, they're they're currently fourteen and twelve. You know, just a yeah. couple games above, you know, above five hundred. You know, sitting fourth in their own division. I mean, yeah, it's kind of puzzling or you know, head scratching. Like, yeah, why aren't they? Why aren't yeah. they better? Um, but you know, I, I think that they'll they'll get it turned around. I think that they'll you know you'll fig you know, they'll figure it out. I mean, Edmonton was you know a a, a team that you know really went deep into the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. With those two guys being able to score night in, night out, I, I expect them to never count them out of a game. Right, sure right. To, the way they can score. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, for me, it, it's crazy. You know, not only is McDavid, you know, got the the crazy stats, you know, in in normal, you know, normal time, but I was looking at you know power play um, stats. Uh, he's got twenty three points alone in just the power play. Wow. I mean, he's got forty eight points total, you know, overall, but. 23 of those 48 come, you know, when they're, you know, have the advantage. So, I mean, they're, the Oilers are really taking advantage, you know, when they're, when they're in the power play. So, you know, maybe that's, that's something, you know, that you, that you look at when you play Edmonton, you better play solid fundamental hockey hockey. and then not, you know, get yourself into, you know, trouble or be a man down because the Oilers will make, make make you pay for it. So, all right. So are we all agreeing on Connor McDavid? I mean, is anybody, <laughs> at this moment, I mean, how yeah. How can you bet against him? I yeah. mean, it's just, he's yeah. setting it on fire. Right. I mean, barring, you know, knock on wood or whatever, barring a major injury, I mean, right. I, I don't I don't see him, you know, giving this thing away. If, yeah, if he can keep, down, keep somewhat of the same pace. Yeah, if he can keep the same pace and, you know, yeah, stay healthy or whatever. I mean, I don't I don't see anybody that, that, that can, can top him. I mean, I, I think the only knock you could have there is if, Edmonton doesn't really improve their record and they stay, you know, somewhat around the same that they are now, that could be maybe the only blemish that you could throw against him is that, you know, he's maybe not a mediocre team. He's the best player maybe in all of hockey, but the team, it's not translating to team success. And and I don't know how, you know, obviously that, I I think that plays into something. We really talked about last week, like same with Luka Doncic in the NBA. I mean, you got one of the best players in the NBA. He's at the top five in how many different categories. Just can't can't get over that home. Right, the team overall. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, did they take that into consideration? You know, I I think they have in the past, or, you know, they have usually. So that would be, I think, the only thing that you could, could knock Connor McDavid for is that, yeah, it's not really translating into team success. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I expect that, you know, for him to really have a good, a good shot going forward, Edmonton's got to, got to pick it up there in the, in the win column. So, so who's everybody's way too early champion here. All right. Well, yeah. I got to go since I can't go with my hometown team, the Blue Jackets. <laughs> right. I got to go with my second home. All right. The Vegas Knights. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, they're, they're not, I mean, their record's not the best in hockey. They're nineteen seven and one, but on a stretch from uh, October twenty fourth to November tenth, they won nine straight games and outscored their opponents thirty eight to twenty one. So mm-hmm. I think with that kind of firepower, offensive firepower, and you know they've been a team that ever since they came in the league, they've been. I think they've only missed the playoff one time, maybe yep, since man. they 
the short amount of time they've been in the league. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. They've only missed the playoffs one time, and I I think this is uh I think this is a golden nice year. Yeah, yeah. I, my, myself, I, I'm going with the Boston Bruins. They started the season off 23 and one, and yeah. they, they've got a lot of veteran leadership mm-hmm. on this team. Mm-hmm. So you know they they know how to sustain it throughout the year. This isn't a team that. It's starting off hot and then it's, it's going <coughs> to tail off more, because, yeah. you know, it's young guys who just don't know how to keep up the pace. Right. Or they get in the playoffs yeah. and they don't know, you know, haven't been in that moment yeah, or yeah. don't really know the moment. Before, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I think having all that better in leadership, I, I like this Boston team to continue what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have to agree, man. I'm, I'm with the Bruins on, on this one. Uh, I mean, 41 points already in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's true. We like, yeah, yeah. That's record setting here possibly, but, uh, you know, I think you can look at look at the stats and, you know, they're top five first in almost every, you know, category. I mean, they're, they're averaging almost four goals a game um, and, and only giving up about two a game, yeah. which is first in the league as far as, you know, number of goals scored. And then, you know, goals allowed, they're at the very bottom. They're, they're giving up the least amount of goals in hockey. But you look at the, uh, you know, the power play, they're converting on almost 30% of their, of their power play, you know, opportunities, which is, you know, pretty darn, pretty, pretty darn impressive. good. Um, and then when it comes to killing the power play, they're, they're, they're stopping it almost 85, 85% of the time they're, they're stopping, you know, the opposing team from scoring when they, when they're playing a man down. So, you know, I, I think there's doing, you know, everything right, right now mm-hmm. on, on both, you know, both sides of, of the ice. Um, and, you know, like you said, I think that veteran leadership of veteran team, I think it's gonna a trend that's gonna continue throughout the throughout the season, and hopefully they can stay stay healthy and you know all that you know going into the going into the playoffs. And I think having that veteran you know veteran team that's been to the playoffs, been in that moment, I don't I don't expect this team to to fade like you said, Matt. So, all right. All right. Well, speaking of Las Vegas, uh, we got UFC 282 coming up from T-Mobile Arena, where the Knights play hockey um, this weekend. Um, there's only one title fight, and you know on the card. You know, Jan Blachowicz against uh, Magomed Ankalov. Um, it's a vacated title right now. The guy that's uh, had the titles injured, and so they're going to uh, – Blachowicz is uh, number two fighter in the, in the uh, light heavyweight division, and uh, Magomed's number three. So, you know, they I guess f- for this bout, you know, it's the two most deserving guys, you know, to be there to see next. who can who – can, uh, Next people in line, right, if you will. Who can take this title. So – you know, Jan's coming in at 29, 9, and 0, and Akalov 18 and 1. So, uh, a little more experience on the, you know, on the Polish guy's side there. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I, I think this one's going to be a, be a slugfest, I think. You know, two two big guys coming into this. I mean, you look at look at Ankalov. Uh, I mean, his only defeat was in his debut back in 2018 since joining the UFC back in 2018. His lone defeat was his very first fight. Since then, he's won nine straight, and five of those nine being via via knockout. So, and, and at the same time, in mean, the, the Polish hammer, um, you know, Jan Blachowicz there, um, he, he's known for his you know knockout you know stature as well. So, I expect this one to be be a, be a, you know a slugfest. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to go all all five rounds. I, you know, I expect it to. I just don't know that they had the stamina to go mm-hmm. all, all five rounds, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. gonna be interesting. You know, it's interesting you say that though, because you look at the stats of these two fighters and Blockowitz, he's got nine wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. Okay. He's got eleven by decision though, oh, so wow. that means he's gone the distance. Yeah, he can where, do it. Where uh, Magomed though, he's he's eighteen and one, nine of those are knockouts, 
nine of those are decisions. So he's also gone the okay. gone, gone gone the whole route. Right. So I mean, I, I think these guys can, you know, beat the crap out of each other. But I think <laughs> they've got yeah. the stamina to go the distance. Right, yeah. So this yeah. is going to be anybody's match. I think right. it's going to make for an exciting fight. Yeah, yeah and I think it. I think absolutely. If you know, if Ankalov is able to able to win or you know take it, I, I think this is his division. He'll he'll run away with it for hold for a it, while. Hold, hold the belt it. for a while. Yeah, and you know. It, it, it may be crazier, you know, for those that, you know, pay attention to, you know, UFC or whatever, you're used to these Russian guys being the ones that are holding these belts. Well, this guy's no stranger to that. I mean, he's from the same, same hometown as, you know, some other guys, um, Islam Makachev, um, and, uh, you know, um, so yeah, other guys from, from Russia that, you know, same city, same town mm-hmm. that, that all the other great, you know, Russians are, are, are from that have, you know, dominated in this, in this sport or, you know, whatnot. So, you know, no, no, no stranger to, you know, the, the bright lights or whatever. So I think, yeah, if Bonkolov's able to, you know, defeat the Polish hammer, I think this is, a, you know, a fight that he's going to, going to hold for, for a while, you know, just because of, you know, the experience and, you know, training with other guys that, that, you know, are used to, you know, doing the same, the same thing. So okay. very good. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. On to the match, the seventh coming of the match, um, little different format again this year. Um, you got, uh, Justin Thomas, who's ranked eighth in the world, pairing up with Jordan Spieth, who's ranked 14th, against Rory McIlroy, who's number one, mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods, who's 1,280th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Is it crazy you'd ever hear it, the day that Tiger Woods might be the guy to hold the team back? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Tiger and Rory are great friends, too. So they can't, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't worry about there being any chemistry issues there. Cause they, you know, they are great friends, but um, it's, they're only playing 12 holes under the lights at Pelican golf club in Bel Air, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, what, I don't know what to expect out of tiger. You yeah. know, we, we haven't seen him play competitively since what July when he played in the open mm-hmm. um, and he didn't look good. No. Um, so, you know, I don't know, this is going to be a four ball, best ball format. So all four players play out the hole and then whoever has, from each team has the best score. That's what goes on the scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, maybe the you know they do use carts in this and only play in twelve holes. Maybe that helps Tiger a little bit. Yeah, you know, the definitely. fatigue and and uh, stuff won't be a, as much of a factor, right? As maybe right. And, what and, and having that best ball mentality. You right. Know, I, he, I'm sure he can get some nice shots off. That right. can really right. help help his team out. Right. Here, so, you know, it'll be interesting. Obviously, you know, Vegas has got. Uh, um, JT and Jordan Spieth, you know, as the favorites right now, mm-hmm. but really not not a huge favorite. No, pretty pretty um, close. Pretty close. So you know, we'll see how this goes. Coverage, you know, starts at six o'clock on TNT. Mm-hmm. I think the match actually starts at seven um, on Saturday night. So yeah, it's gonna be. Under- I'm, I'm tuning in. I think this is gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, really, yeah something to do with really, no college football. Really, right. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I think this is gonna be fun because you got, you know, given their names for the best golfers that have ever played the game so Mm -hmm. yeah i I look for i look for this to be very entertaining yeah absolutely like like you said you know under the under the lights they're going to be playing at uh pelican golf club in 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 bel air florida um so i I expect the weather be be pretty pretty nice you know and i think it's the first event that's being played you know somewhat at night or you know under the lights you know to start with if, if you know and um, like dad said, between, you know, four of the best golfers probably in the past, you know, 30 years. Um, and between, between all four of them, 
24 majors between you know between the four of them that are going to be competing in this in this event um but yeah it's going to going to be you know going to be interesting like dad said with the with the 12 hole you know 12 hole format so I was actually able to find the holes that they are going uh, to, going I to play. I looked that, and I couldn't, I couldn't come up with that. Yeah, so it, it's kind of weird. Um, it goes one, two, three, then to eight and nine, then 10, 14, then back to 12, <laughs> and then 15, 16, 17, 18. Huh. It's, it's, so it's kind of a, you know, funky, wonky thing. And You know, uh, what's the, I know what's the uh... – what's par on those 12 holes yeah i don't know i i, I should have looked that up I, di- I didn't get the chance to look at that but the but out of those holes I, I, i'm told or you know looking at it uh number 12 is going to be i think the most interesting it's kind of like its own like island hole if you will um that has kind of a short you know small small green you know uh, really you know gonna have to be somewhat pinpoint accurate you know on that um, so zone. yeah so it's going to be you know I, I think it's gonna be an interesting hole so i think that's why they definitely added it in as as the mix um why they went 14 and then 12 i'm not entirely sure and then back to 15 i'm not you know entirely sure why they wanted to do obviously i wonder 14 is a little longer so right now they're, they're thinking they got yeah, to hit long and then just, they just yeah make, put a little drama in right yeah just a little bit of a, of a mix but yeah i think it's going to be you know a, a fun event you know the first time that we've got four golfers all professional, professional golfers, golfers you know yeah. playing against each other i mean obviously we've seen it you know, in a you know, majors one on one. And, and, and tournaments and, you know, whatnot, but never paired up or, you know, whatever as a, as a team and, and, uh, you know, in a, in a, an event where it's a little bit more laid back, I, obviously at the end of the day, it's, it's a charity event that they're raising money for uh, hurricane, hurricane, Ian. hurricane Ian, you know, relief efforts. So right. at the end of the day, it's all, you know, all in, all in fun, obviously, but, you the, know, these guys are still competitive, right? Too, they, they, they obviously yeah, are taking it, you know, probably more serious than most of us would at the, at the end of the day, because that's just the competitive nature yeah, in them. That, what they do. Right. So, but, yeah. but it'll be, be, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be, you know, tuning in or whatever, something on a, you know, late Saturday night or whatever um, to, to, you know, to, to see what these guys, what these guys got. Like, like I said, Tiger Woods uh, was actually supposed to play in an event last week, um, but had to withdraw due to pl- uh, plantar fasciitis in one of his, one of his foot. Um, obviously having that cart, I think that will, you know, help or, you know, we'll, we'll limit that or whatever, but still, you know, may not be a hundred percent or whatever. So what, you know, what, what are we going to get from, yeah, I don't from know Tiger? What to expect. That's the big wild card, I think. Yeah. yeah but yeah. still good to see him out there. Obviously y- you put Tiger Woods name on anything. It, it drives the, drives the ratings up or, you yeah. know, drives the tune in, you know, factor. the guy didn't even play this year and he won the, uh, the popularity, the popularity contest, right? Or whatever so. for for yeah. golf, so yeah, <laughs> of course everybody's tuning in now that that Tiger Woods, you know, good, bad, indifferent golf or whatever. They're he they're, they're tuning in, so right. very good. All right, well, we're gonna take a real quick commercial break, and then uh, don't leave us. We'll be right back with some Heisman talk. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, like we said, we're going to talk about uh, the, the uh, Heisman here. We got 
I, I'm going to give you a guarantee right now, a quarterback's going to win. <laughs> I like that. that. That's solid uh, money that, right there. Safe money right yeah, there. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got we got Caleb Williams from USC, Max Dugan from uh, TCU, uh, Stetson, Stetson Bennett from Georgia, and C.J. Stroud from the, the Buckeyes. Um, you know, and I, I guess I don't know why. Uh, I think Hendon Hooker should have been in this group, maybe over uh, Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you look at – you look at his stats compared to those other three guys that are in this in this group. Um, although his QB rating is is pretty solid, you know he's 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 only thrown twenty touchdowns, but I guess that's probably because he doesn't have to too. Mm, right, you know, right. on that powerhouse Georgia team. Yeah. You know, and then you look at like Max Dugan. To me, um, his <coughs> his QBR isn't that great, but some of the things that he's had to do mm-hmm. to win some of those close games, I think maybe dropped his QB. You know, he, there's times he's had to, to me, he's, he, he's the MVP. I don't know if he's the Heisman, right. you know, but to his team, he's, he's loaded that team on his back several mm-hmm. times right. and carried them to wins and close wins. They've been, right. um, hopefully he fails here in his next game. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, um, to me, I guess if I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to Vegas and I'm betting money on this, I'm going with Caleb Williams, I guess, from USC. Mm-hmm. Um, almost 4,100 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, four picks, and a uh, QBR of 86.5, which is good for fifth at best in the league. 37 is num- 37 TDs is number one. Four picks is you know tied for 12. So mm-hmm. uh, to me, I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Caleb Williams. And then you you look at his rushing stats too to throw in there. Right, He's got right. 10 rushing touchdowns, 372 yards. So I mean, his overall touchdowns are 47. Right. I mean, you can't compare that to his competitors. There, you got Stroud, who's got 37. He really didn't do anything on the ground this year, only 74 yards. Mm. And uh, Duggan's got uh, 36 total touchdowns, 30 through the air, six on the ground. That's it, Bennett. Like I said, we were saying before, he, he's really lagging behind the rest of these guys. He's got 20 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he's almost 10 touchdowns behind the other three guys. Yeah. I, I think, you know, to win the Heisman, you got to be putting up points. Mm-hmm. You can put up all the yards you want, but if you're not getting it in the end zone, mm-hmm. you know, something's you missing that, there. That somewhat gaudy stat to go with. Like it said, seems like it, it's probably the running back who's scoring all these. So right, may, right. maybe the running back should have been in the discussion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's just because he doesn't have to. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, how many blowouts have they been in this right, year? So. Right. Yeah. No, I got um, got an interesting stat on that with with Stetson Bennett. I mean, he of the four finalists, he was the only one that won his conference title. Um, so that is something that he does have going for true. him. How much that plays into a factor, I I don't think it's you know something that propels him to the top because uh, and a lot of the votes were already in right his conference championship. Because game. on top of that, he doesn't have the stats then to support you know on top of that. But I, I think at the same time, you look at it. Stetson Bennett's only thrown 35 the whole season, 35 total attempts in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Compare that to Caleb Williams. He's thrown 80, 80 total passes in the fourth quarter just by himself. Um, And so I think that plays into it. Like they do rush out to these big leads and and Stetson Bennett either doesn't play the second half or somewhat coasts coasts the second half. so I think that just have been more if they right. would have needed him. Right. I, I think if they would have pushed it or, you know, they're they're trying to push the envelope, like trying to somewhat, yeah, pad his stats to get him that Heisman, I think Georgia definitely mm-hmm. could. But they're also, you know, Stetson Bennett is also playing within the, the system, playing within the confines sure, of, right. of that Georgia Georgia offense. And he does it probably better than anybody in the in the country at, at, at doing what he what he does. 
So yeah, that's that's you know a knock. He just doesn't have the, the stats to go to go with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know Max Dugan, just based on story storyline alone, mm-hmm. I think you could put him up there because uh, if, if you guys remember right, he wasn't even the starter to begin this to begin right. the season. Game one, Chandler Morris, you know the the starter for TCU gets the start even though Dugan had already had almost 30 starts at quarterback for TCU, you know, the previous years, they chose to go with somebody else, you know, it works in mysterious ways. Morris got hurt game one. They throw Dugan in there and it, it's all history, Here history, you, you know, history from yeah. there. I mean, they go, they go 12 and zero, have that unfortunate loss, you know, in the big 12, you know, conference championship. You know, my, my only question is, are we, you know, does Dugan have a better shot if he wins that that conference championship? Do we do we do we say he's really behind Caleb Williams because of that loss? If he wins that game, but does, Caleb Williams didn't win his either. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, but I, I think at the end of the day, looking at you know the stats alone, you know Caleb Williams, you know hands down. I mean Vegas has got him at almost a minus three thousand to win the win the Heisman. But, I mean, do you almost have to take some of Caleb Williams' stats with a grain of salt though? You got a lot of these guys out there in the Pac-12 <laughs> that put up gaudy numbers this mm-hmm. year because there's no defense. Right. Yeah. So, not only are you able to score, but you get more possessions yep. because you have no defense either. Yeah, you're, you're not shootouts. slowing anybody down, right. so it's a track meet out yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's a stat you know that I threw out there. I think that that it, it helps and it hurts at the same mm-hmm. time. Like yeah. you can look at it and say, "Man, this dude really had to put the team on his back and put up these numbers because look at the defense he right. had out there." You know, without without him back there. What does this US team, USC team, look like? They can't rely on their defense to, to help them out because uh, you know that, that the the numbers just don't support right. that. Sure, so that I don't know. I, I would almost argue though, if you put Penix in that same situation, Penix is probably putting up similar stats. <laughs> right. You, so. you put Utah's quarterback on on that right. USC team. He's probably putting up similar stats. Yeah. You I know, mean, you look at uh, maybe like a guy that's you know as accurate as CJ Stroud has mm-hmm. been. You put him in that offense, right. he's going to have. 5,000 5, yards. Right, yeah. absolutely. And I think, you know, for, for Stroud, you know, making it making a case for, for him, you know, the number of touchdowns thrown, he's actually got the same number as Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. and he played in one fewer game. You know, mm-hmm. didn't play in that conference championship. Right. So through the name, you know, the same number of touchdowns in, in one less appearance than, than right. Caleb Williams. And also, you know, out of all the quarterbacks, had the best the, the most yards per attempt, um, you know, almost a, and the highest QBR. Yeah, and, and almost had a full first down per per attempt. So throwing it down the field, not just you know dinking and diming and, and, and getting getting the stats. So uh, you know, obviously a case can be made for and against all of them. I think at right. the end of the day, though, you know, Caleb Williams gonna gonna take it home. And the sad thing is, none of these guys really had that Heisman moment though to really solidify any right. of them. Yeah. I mean, they, it, it really can be anybody. Each of game. them had their flashes or yeah. you know Let strokes me ask you of this, it. Matt, uh, Ohio State beats Michigan. Is CJ a shoe in? Yeah. Yeah, I think I you're think, right. Think so. I think that's this. That's that would whole, be the Heisman moment. Whether yeah. that's whether that's right, wrong, you know, should it come down to one one right. game? I, I don't. Yeah. You know, he really didn't even play that bad in right. that did, game. His right. overall stat, I think, over 200 yards mm-hmm. against a yeah. really good Michigan defense. Right. A couple right. of interceptions, but those were somewhat uh, forced. Mostly, right. and one was off the hands of a receiver. Right. Like, I mean, 
right. you know, weren't necessarily his fault even. So. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he was trying to make plays yeah. too. You know, they yeah, got fortunate at the end. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah, Which was something actually the committee so, talked about. They said that. So we all in agreement. Right. We all in agreement then. Caleb yeah, Williams, Williams has got Williams this thing. Wins yeah. Going huh, away. I, I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I don't. Right or wrong, I think. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, it's going to be a, a real hard to make a case against it just because the, the stats are, I mean, the numbers are, are there. Are what they are. Obviously, USC, they, they didn't get to where they wanted to be as far as, you know, making it into the playoff, having a chance to win a national championship, but still finished in the, you know, in the top 10, you know, right. towards the top of the of the league. I mean, this is a team that went four and eight last year. Is it all Caleb Williams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the numbers are there, but you got to look at it. They also had some other big transfers that came in, mm-hmm. added Lincoln Riley, who's had, you know, success, you know, at Oklahoma, a lot of pieces that, that contributed to the puzzle, but obviously the quarterback is the one that always gets I the glory. I think USC's happy with their hire. With yeah, Riley. yeah. I, mean, I, I think, you know. Ben, I think they were really kind of counting on or hoping to get that conference, t- you know, beating Utah in mm-hmm. that final game or yeah. whatever. But. yeah. Yeah, and, and one other thing to remember is that you know the people who vote on these things, there's not a ton of voters, and uh, USC's got quite a few Heisman's in their back pocket. The Heisman winners are actual voters in this thing. Right. You, so. you know they're 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 kind of pulling they're for their alma mater. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think that could help in a, in a close race here. Yeah. Very absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the last thing on our topic, um, or on our slate as a topic tonight, is um, you know, the four teams that are in the top. You know, in the college football playoff, did the committee get it right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, obviously Georgia. I, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, yeah, just recapping the conference conference right. games. Yeah, we obviously. can go back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so Georgia, I mean, you know, they win their conference. They, you know, they win going away. It's a pretty easy game for them. I mean, yeah, a game we didn't LSU, think would, would ever um, be. They, they did show some chinks in the armor, though. Right, they and they gave up 30, 30 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. and. and the, and even a backup, uh, backup quarterback, quarterback. Put up yards on him. Right. So, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, to me, the key was, yeah, Jaden Daniels wasn't able to, you know, finish out the game. Not not that they were somewhat in it when he was in there. I just think it gives them – gives LSU a whole total different look on, mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the He's ball. He's a dual threat. We've yeah. talked about it all year. Yeah. I mean, the guy can hurt you hurt you through the air and Right. The ground, and, so. and so, yeah, him not being 100% being out there, I think that, you know, just really hindered um, you know, LSU's offense, but you know, hats off the backup came in and, and, and played played well as well as you could expect for a guy that hasn't really Against played the Georgia team. You yeah. Know. That hasn't really played all year. And then you throw him in a big yeah, game. No pressure. You're just going against the number one team in the country. Right. Yeah. With it, with, you with know, the best defense, with the best defense in the country right. with, you know, guys that are going to be playing on Sunday and, and he, you know, lived up to it, you know, played, played well, but I, you know, it's obviously a tall task to ask your backup quarterback to come in there and, and, you know, have too much success against a you know a defense that we've talked about all all year long. Um, well, so the backup wasn't he the one who actually started the season? Because then they switch at the very beginning. I don't think I, so. Like, he was in the running potentially. For, I, I didn't think. Uh, I think Daniel started. Yeah, the yeah, he started. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that he was the was Let's the go starter. Back and look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so and obviously I think everybody uh, after Michigan winning over Purdue mm-hmm. and the. Big Ten championship that Michigan was going to be number two. I mm-hmm. think that was that was a given. Uh, right. Like I said, that was a game Colton and I did have the pleasure of attending. It's actually a, the first half was yeah, a, a good game. Very, it really it was, was a good game. Yeah. Um, you know, it was funny though <laughs> as we were in Indianapolis. Um, Purdue's only an hour away from Indianapolis, and, and the crowd knows. the crowd was. If Easily. it wasn't eighty five percent, yeah, maize and blue, I'd have been surprised. Wow. I right. mean, yeah. it was. 
a definitely a big, shock to us because yeah, yeah with, was, with Purdue being so close and this right. being the first time that they've made it to the Big Ten, you know, championship since they've you know instituted this conference game. I thought they would have showed out a little bit right. more. I mean, but, obviously there were guys, you know, there were people there, you know, there were Purdue fans, but yeah, I was expecting a lot more more yeah, there. I think that further proves why we need to do away with the, the divisions east all together, east mm-hmm. and west. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what the Big Ten does when UCLA and USC yeah. come in. Right. Yeah. What happens with all that? So yeah. So I think the only questions, you know, one and two were kind of a given. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then TCU gets beat you know, in their conference championship by Kansas State um, in a close game, went mm-hmm. to overtime. Uh, you know, they had the ball down on the goal line, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't punch, punch it, it in. in. Um, yet they stayed at number three, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I was a little surprised by that. Well, if, if you're USC, you got to be a little perturbed by that because mm-hmm. you're not punishing TCU for losing their championship but they get punished for losing theirs. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if but I'm I USC – I think the I, fact that it gave it's, it's, losses, It was a second yeah. loss, right. but – and just, the same, I, I feel the like same you, team. you lose, you fall. You right. know? I yeah. feel like that's how they got to feel I, about that. I think, yeah, I think really um, TCU should have dropped the four mm-hmm. and OSU should have been But they, they were never going to put that Ohio State-Michigan matchup no. at, at least the, 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 the initial, first round yeah. there. So, you know, I, I think – and Michigan really could have been a one seed, though. Mm-hmm. I mean – I mean, you look at those teams this year, they've both been pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. But how do you move ball. somebody out of the number one yeah. spot? I mean, what if did, they were going to do it, they should have done it after Michigan beat Ohio State. Right. What, what did Georgia do to, you right. know, lose that spot? Yeah, to lose that spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe had that Georgia game been closer, maybe. Right. Could have made a case. Yeah. Like if LSU had somewhat. But kept I think, it. you know, they got it right. Obviously, yeah, the four I teams think are right. The four teams are right. Maybe that, you know, they should have flip flopped three and four. But mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wanted the committee. Um, didn't want to see Michigan and Ohio State play the, in the first round. Hopefully, they'll play in the second round um, for the national championship. For the national championship, but yeah. uh, I, I can't imagine what the price of that would be. Oh, oh. goodness! It, yeah, I, yeah. Pan, pure pandemonium. I mean, nothing, nothing else you can yeah, say. Right, um, right. So, yeah, I think I think they got it right. <laughs> you know, I think if if TCU would have won their you know, conference championship. Do they go to two over Michigan? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. they were behind the start. I, I think they yeah. stayed behind. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. You know, the Big Twelve championship. You know, came down to a matter of inches. Again, I mean, yeah. you, you look at it last year. I mean, it was literally, you know, a, a, a nose of the football away from Oklahoma State having their shot right, to make right. the playoff last year. Same thing this year. I mean, TCU was, you know, inches away from you know punching it in for a touchdown. Not to say that they. They win that game. Right. That was, you know, still their first possession but in overtime. In case they may but, have done something yeah, different, right? Yeah, may have, yeah. you know, put them on their feet put or you the know, pressure the, on them, right? Um, and, and yeah, so it's just you know crazy that back to back years that Big Twelve, you know, championship is you know come down to a, you know, a, a, a game of inches, if you will. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just and how do know, they talk about? You know, we did just talk about the Heisman, but how do they take the ball out of Max Duggan's hands I on mean, both he was of those carrying plays? them there at the end? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I they go away from him there. In a crucial moment, the most critical right. part of the game. The dude has loaded you on his, carried you on his yeah. back, you know, how many games going, right. going, you know, through the season against good teams, you know, against ranked teams. And, yeah, yeah, you, I agree, Matt. You take the ball out of out of your best player's hands. Yeah, um, yeah. And just, uh, you know, quickly. Kind of like what Seattle did in the Super yeah, Bowl against exactly. uh, the, the Patriots. The Patriots right. they took the ball out of Marshawn Lynch's hand. Like, right. You give him the ball, it's he's in the end zone. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, to recap, you know, those those other conference games that we, you know, talked about, obviously, you know, USC loses their, you know, Pac twelve. I mean, honestly, a game of, of two halves. I mean, USC 
They got out to another hot start, similar to how they did in game one when they played Utah. I remember texting early on. I said, well, Buckeyes are done because right. this is looking off. USC's got it in the bag, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. And then it was, you know, five minutes later, here comes Utah yeah. storming right back, That's you know, whatever. And then, you know, the second half, USC's offense – Move. You know, we knew their defense was going to give up points, wasn't going to be able to get any stops, but then their offense just totally disappeared. Utah's defense, I think, has been obviously has been the more consistent unit throughout the you know throughout the season, and it showed up in the second half. I mean, USC had a total of seven points total in the in the entire second half. It kind of you know, Caleb Williams with with that hamstring injury, he was severely limited. Right. I I don't. How bad is his backup that? You don't you make throw that somebody change. else. Yeah, out I, there. I, I feel like they they may have had a little better result. But were they gone. were they still trying to pad those stats to get him the Heisman to keep right. him in that? You know, I, I think that may have you know yeah, played but, into you know, it. If they win, they're probably in. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but, but then what have you done to your quarterback? Right. To right. Get, to get to that point. Right. Yeah. I guess you know. what's what's more important to you? You know, the individual award of getting right. him that right. you know elusive Heisman or. Or, you know, the team goals of, you know, trying to get to the playoff and have a chance to, you know, win the, win the you know, national championship. I guess, you know, right. at that point, they they thought – I, I, I don't know. I guess they yeah. – I mean, he, he, he was a statue back there. He right. was a shell of himself. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. He still made some nice plays. He had right. that one big scamper on third and long mm-hmm. and, and yeah. got the first down there. And he threw some nice balls, but – I just I, I think a quarterback that had a little more mobility could move around a little better. Yeah. I, I, th- I think they because that's had a I mean shot. watching the game early on. I mean that's what Utah even when he was in there and and you know wasn't totally banged up or you know whatever they were bring, I mean they were bringing the house on him all you know all day long and I, and I think once they found out or you know kind of could see that he wasn't mobile yeah. they the they keyed in on that yeah. keyed in on that again and they, it it finally you know paid off because yeah he wasn't able to you know, do his Houdini act back there to, you know, get out of some of those. Very elusive. That's yeah. When yeah. Healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, ultimately, you know, Utah takes the PAC 12 championship for a second year in a, in a row. And I'm um, going to be playing in the, in the Rose bowl um, against uh, Penn, State. Penn state. Yeah. Um, then the uh, other, other conference game then of, of the, uh, in the AAC number, you know, at that time, number 18, Tulane went in by the score of 45 to 28 over then, you know, number 22 UCF, um, you know, you know, we talked about it. Obviously these two teams had played earlier in the season. You UCF somewhat had, had won by a touchdown, but it was, you know, I mean, they were running it up and down the field all over Tulane was definitely not the case in, in this one. And I mean, it was the carousel of quarterbacks for, for UCF. The, the starter for them didn't, you know, didn't play. They, they had to wind up putting in their third string quarterback because their second string didn't even dress. He refused to dress or there's some drama behind that, that apparently he didn't want to play because he doesn't want to get hurt because he's potentially putting himself in the transfer portal. So he doesn't even suit up even though he would have had the opportunity to play in this, play in this game. He could have showcased himself. Yeah. Um, the third string comes in and, and does nothing. They have to wind up throwing out their, throwing out their starter. Who's also dealing with a, with a pretty bad, you know, hamstring injury. He comes in there and, you know, plays as well as you could expect. But once again, is really known for his plays on, on the ground, you right. know, with his legs and just wasn't able limited. to, yeah, wasn't able to get it, get it done. Uh, but, you know, Hats off to Tulane. What what a turnaround for for this team. Last year they went two and ten yeah. and and finished eleven and two. This year, I mean, it, it just you know crazy to think so not you know, bowl into a New Year's six. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna be playing you know in their first 
New Year's Six Bowl since 1939. Wow. Um, so, you know, hats off to them. A phenomenal season. We'll see if they can keep it going against, you know, a, a much superior, you know, opponent to, you know, what they what they faced all year and, you know, in the AAC. But uh, they got their got their revenge and, you know, are going to, you know, like said, like Matt said, playing up in a big bowl game for them. So, well, the only one of the one left on the left on there then is the ACC. The ACC um, and that, you know, Clemson. By a, by a score of 39 to 10 over over North Carolina and once again another quarterback controversy mm-hmm. Uwe Angele starts the game goes three series and done terrible pulled put in the backup true freshman he come in, comes in there and, and absolutely lights the Light, world yeah. lights, lights it up. I mean Clemson looked like a totally totally different team when he when he came in there and we've seen that you know a couple of different times Dabo. yeah Dabo's been flirting with that all season <laughs> yeah. long making that change you know had he done that a week ago this Clemson team's probably in the final four right. because that that big win there and, right you know that that make them a one loss team right conference yeah. champion. They, they got a real I, I think the Buckeyes are sitting there yeah yeah absolutely and and you know for those that that don't know but yeah Uyangale is actually in the in the transfer portal I mean it, it was rumored that that was you know gonna happen I mean like I said he's been pulled multiple times throughout the throughout the season um the backup hasn't always looked the greatest when he's you know come in there but by far this is his greatest performance when he's come in to you know relieve Uyangale and uh you know, I think he's obviously the guy, you know, going forward, like I said, true, Future. true freshman. Um, so going to have, you know, plenty of eligibility, plenty of uh, playing time. But, yeah, I think definitely going forward, you know, not, you know, not only did he put up the stats, but he came in and Clemson scored on four four straight drives, you know, right out the gate. I mean, that that's something that's better than that. Yeah, they, they, you know, they weren't able to move the ball with, with DJ in there. I mean, it, that, you know, that's the difference. I mean, it, you know, you don't make that decision. And I guess that's that's the thing that, you know, good coaches are willing to, you know, willing to do that, you know, to, to make those changes um, and, 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 you know, take a risk or whatever, not always put, you know, the most senior guy out there or whatever, but a guy that gives you the opportunity to win the, win the game. You know, we've seen that a couple of times, um, you know, not just with Dabo, but, you know, Nick Saban has has pulled that same, you know, same mark himself. So, but uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, Clemson, you know, just you know, fell short of of you know making the making the playoff there. Obviously, going to still play in a in a New Year's Six Bowl, but uh, you know, just you know, who knows? Like Matt said, if if they pull DJ earlier, or, you know, one week earlier, you know, what, what what happens then? You know, they they maybe you know have a real case at, at making a shot for that number four spot, but uh, world the world may never know at this at this point. So you know, we talked a little bit about bowl games. Uh, are we going to do the, the bowl mania this yeah, year? Yes, so I was just about yeah. to about okay. to say that. So yeah, I've got. Got the group set up on uh, on ESPN, so if you search for, I believe it's a Fired Up podcast, so Fired Up with an exclamation point at the end of you know Fired Up, and then and then podcast. If you search for that group, um, we're we're gonna do yeah our our bowl picks again. You know this year for, you know you don't have to do every bowl game, but it gives you obviously the more points you accumulate, the better off you have a chance at, at you know finishing first place. Um, we'll, we'll give away you know some some kind of prize for you know first place only, but. Uh, you know, get your get your name in there. I think bowl bowl games start here in a couple of weeks. First ones, I think the the sixteenth of December. So got a couple of weeks before the first one starts, and then after that, it's like you know, boom, boom, we boom. We you know, we're into it. Um, nice so, yeah. thing about it, it keeps track of everything for you. Yeah, you it keeps all to... the and like I said, it's just straight points. So if you pick the winner right, you get a you single get a point, point um, for for all of, you know for all the winners. I think there's forty three total bowl games, so you know, forty three possible possible points. So um, you know, we'll we'll. Uh, you know, we'd love to have you have you in there, and you know, like I said, take home a 
take home a grand prize. If you, you know, take home first place, you know, we'll obviously the three of us will get our picks in there. And, you know, get if nothing, if nothing else, you get to see what, uh, what, what the experts, if you will, <laughs> right, or, or yeah. how, how you, how we you use that term loosely. Yeah. How you compare against the, the experts here on the show. But uh, speaking of experts, how did we, uh, Fair out by at the end of the year stats there. For, yeah, so um, at the at the end of the day, Matt took home took home the crown right, uh, right. by a, by a game. By a game. Uh, he finished forty five and twenty seven on the year. Uh, Dad and I actually tied for second or last, if you want to, you know, whichever way you we'll want. We'll go spin. second. It sounds yeah. better. Uh, we went we went forty four and twenty eight. So heck a, of a, a contest. A game though, back. Uh, game back from from Matt there, but yeah, Matt Matt takes home the crown. I, I believe last year Dad was the was the champion. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, dad has to next hold. year's your year, then, right? right? Yeah, I, I got get a hold out hope that you know I'll get it, I'll get it next year. But well, I'm uh, going 43 and 0 in these bull pits. All right, yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, yeah. So that's that's all we got for our show. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, was, it was fun, and uh, you know, there's a lot of good sports coming. And with time off from work and stuff, you got a chance to relax, kick back, and watch a lot of sports. Yeah, absolutely. So, like Dad said, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cal. Chief Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And, you know, if you want to hear other topics or, you know, want to hear us, you know, talk about, you know, a burning sports question that you got, um, we'd love to have you submit it. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. We got a uh, Instagram at fired up underscore podcast. Or you can find us over on Facebook at Fired Up Comma Sports Podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website, which is www.firedup1.podbean.com, where you can find all of our past episodes and just a little bit of information about, about the show. And um, as, as always, you can also listen to you know pretty much any podcast platform, anywhere you can find a podcast, you know, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Apple. You can find our show. You can find all the past episodes and even this episode coming to you, you know, tomorrow. Um, so appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.